Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros wrap up their three-game series against the Los Angeles Angels. Also the conclusion of the first half of the season before the All-Star break for their both teams as the Astros won yesterday 4 nothing over the Angels. Garrett Cole, seven scoreless, struck out nine. Alex Bregman, two hits, including a double, scored twice and drove in a run. As the Astros have even this series at a game apiece, they've won six of their last seven games, while the Angels have dropped two of their last three. Astros 55 and 33, first in the AL West, seven and a half games ahead of Oakland, and 11 and a half games ahead of the Angels, who are fourth in the West with a record of 45 and 45. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Jose Urquidy on the mound for the Astros today, making his second big league start. Saw some good, saw some bad in that in that MLB debut back on Tuesday. Yeah, certainly understandable pitching at, at Coors Field. And you're you're going to be a little uh, hesitant to, to fill up the strike zone too much, especially with all their dangerous hitters in their lineup. But I like the poise. He didn't overthrow the baseball. And I think when he gets to Minute Maid Park and, and gets ready before this ball game, he'll see his stuff come back to where it normally is. And everybody's talking about uh, his pitch ability, his ability to throw off-speed stuff in, in fastball counts. He commands his fastball very well that sets up those off-speed pitches and also the uptick in velocity after the first months of this season. Uh, this year in April, he was throwing 91 now he's up to all the way up to, to 97 miles per hour when he really wants to let it go. So uh, the Astros farm system and the player development are very excited about Jose Urquidy, and I'm excited to watch him gain some more experience. Meanwhile, going for the Angels, another Jose, left-hander Jose Suarez, and he's got more experience than Urquidy, but not much more, only his sixth big league start. Yeah, he's only 21 years old, and the Angels are throwing out a lot of young pitchers these days in the rotation, and and Suarez, they're very excited about, too. He's a lefty with a really good changeup. 80% of his strikeouts this year have come on that changeup. So when you're facing a lefty with a real good changeup, I think especially for a right-handed batter, you can't go up there pull conscious. You don't want to pull the baseball. You want to stay in the middle of the field or even think about the opposite field gap so you can stay on that pitch more. 
Case of the Game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros before this series started, A.J. Hinch talking with them about, you know, these last three games still very important. A lot of times guys will try and coast going into the all-star break, seeing that light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, Astros lost on Friday, but won yesterday. And I think we're seeing a team that still is playing with that sense of urgency that you want to see. I think you're right, Robert. And you, it's reflected in the, the record that they have against the American League West. They've won 25 of the 32 games so far against the American League West. And that's just a phenomenal clip. It's uh, better than 75%. So if you continue and you show the ability to beat teams in your division, you know you're preparing the right way. Coming up next, we'll be joined, as we are every Sunday, by Jeff Luno, Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. And welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined as we are every Sunday by Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager Jeff Luno before the Astros wrap up this series with the Angels and also wrap up uh, the first half of the season before the All-Star break. Of course, a few Astros are going to be busy third straight year the Astros have had six all-stars I mean that's that's pretty remarkable and really a testament to to what you and and the baseball operations staff and, and what the players have been able to do the last few years it is really impressive and if you had told me we'd have six all-stars and Correa and Altuve are not yeah, two of the yeah. all-stars I would have been pretty surprised at that we've got some great players on this team it's great recognition. They're going to have a lot of fun. It's unfortunate they don't get much of a break because we only have basically three days off and then we have to play in Arlington on Thursday. But, you know, these guys, we did have a couple of days off these last few weeks, so they're, they're ready to go. We had a really good first half. We're in control of our division. You know, we're looking towards a really strong second half and, and hopefully a deep run in the postseason. And its contributions are coming from all different parts of the roster and even beyond the roster. So we're, we're pretty happy with how things have transpired so far. Jeff, when you talk about the All-Star game, you love seeing guys make the team for the first time. Ryan Presley, who you got at the trade deadline last year, your guys were able to tweak a couple of things. Your, your analytics uh, saw some things where he might be able to improve. That's got to be gratifying, too. It is, and it's nice that we've really had a good run of relievers that aren't closers making it to the All-Star yep. game, like Will Harris and Colin McHugh and others. Devo. Devo, exactly. exactly. So it's a good recognition that, that that role really does matter, and it really matters for us. And Presley's been automatic in the eighth inning. He's been just amazing and big part of our team's success, and we hope a big part of our team's success in the postseason. How excited are you to see Jose Arquiti today pitching at sea level? I think it's great. He's uh, you know, it, that first assignment in Colorado is really tough, and it doesn't matter who you are, big outfield, altitude, et cetera, but he handled it well, and I'm, I'm excited for him. I mean, he's probably looking at the lineup saying, okay, I got I to gotta face Trout, I got to face Otani and Pools and other guys, and it never looks easy in the major leagues, but it'll be nice. Our crowd will give him good support, and it's good for him to get this start here today, and uh, he's representing Mexico, and his team's playing in the Gold Cup tonight, so that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, we always hear uh, about Arquiti, his pitch ability, his ability to command the ball, things like that. Is there anything else that we should know about Arquiti? Yeah, I mean, he's really uh, developed his pitches over the past year 
year, and his fastball has ticked up from you know 90, 91 up to 93, 94, and he even touches 97. And uh -huh. so that's just changed his whole repertoire because now he can really get ahead, establish the fastball, and then use his off-speed stuff. And he pitches, he throws strikes. I mean, if you watched him the other night against Colorado, he was trying to stay out of the middle of the plate, so he was all around the edges, which is where some of his walks came in. But um, he's, he wasn't, he did, his misses were not big misses at all. So I think he's got command of all of his pitches, and we're going to see it here tonight. Yeah, Arcady is someone who had Tommy John surgery and saw velocity increase yeah. after Tommy John. Is that something that you guys have seen a lot of, or is it something maybe you can identify in certain guys when that happens? We can't identify when it's going to happen, but we know it has happened. In uh -huh. fact, it happens enough where there's some guys who say, well, maybe I should go get Tommy John in yeah. order to throw harder, and we don't recommend that course of action. But, you know, for him, he's, he's still not that far removed from his surgery, so we do need to be careful with his innings the rest of the year. I'm really happy he's getting this opportunity to show us what he can do, and he's put himself in the mix. So we'll see as the rotation shakes out the rest of July and whatever we do uh, for the deadline. But he's certainly someone that we hope is going to contribute the second half. Jeff, how much discussion goes into how you want to set up your rotation after the break? We, we see TBA on Thursday. Yeah. Then you're going to split up Cole and Verlander? Yeah, and, and I think we've had a lot of conversations about it. It's nice to have the off days. Obviously, you know, Verlander and Cole are going to the All-Star game, so we need to be cognizant of the fact that they're going to be throwing in a high-intensity environment. Um, and then we've got Framber, who threw yesterday. We kept his uh, outing pretty short in case we want him to be the guy on Thursday. We've got Snead up here. So we'll see how today goes, and we'll probably make a decision the next couple days. But uh, I'm excited for, you know, obviously having Cole and Verlander uh, coming out of the break and separating them is probably a good thing. Um, and Miley's had a great first half, and Peacock will be back. So so we'll, we'll get the whole crew back together, and, and I'm really looking forward. We have a long stretch of games right after the break, so we're, we're going to need everybody to step up. Yeah, you mentioned Peacock, so all is good with him. and yeah. been on the injured list and, and, and trying to work back from a, a bit of a shoulder issue. Yeah, and I think uh, what we're going to do with him is probably send him out to pitch a few innings in the minor leagues this week and, and put him in position to potentially make that start on Monday in Anaheim. We'll see how it goes. But uh, we want him back in the rotation. Um, and so, you know, with, with Framber and him both back in, uh, that probably means Arkady out. But we'll have to wait and see how everything develops over the next few days. If things continue to go well with Joe Smith, sounds like he's throwing the ball very well. Seems like he's 100% uh, healthy again. When do you anticipate him back on the roster? Yeah, he's going to go out one more time uh, out to the minor leagues and throw in another game during the break. And then we're going to be ready to activate him really anytime after we get back. He'll be in Arlington with us and, you know, it's probably sometime over the weekend. So we're, we're looking forward to having him back. He's a real weapon and we've missed him this year. And he's so effective against righties and he's pretty good against lefties. So we really do need him and we're excited he's coming back. Joined by Jeff Luno, Astros president of baseball operations and general manager and uh, uh, Carlos Correa and Aledmiz Diaz, both in West Palm Beach at the Astros Spring Training Complex, working their way back. I've seen Correa's Instagram. It yeah. looks like <laughs> he's, has. he's progressing. Uh, what, what can you tell us about those two guys and, and how close uh, are they to returning? Well, I'm glad they're in Florida because they're getting a lot of work in that they probably wouldn't be able to get in here. And I think both of them are, you know, the next step is to continue to intensify the work and then eventually get out on a rehab assignment. So, you know, right now, realistically, we're looking at probably our, our homestand where we have um, two division rivals mm -hmm. here. That would be probably when Diaz would make his uh, first game appearance. And 
still hoping Correa can be ready either the back end of that homestand or when we go to St. Louis. Um, so obviously we, you know, we need to make sure they keep progressing and don't have setbacks. But it'll be nice to have both those guys back by the end of July. We certainly need them. Jeff, we see trends go around in baseball. And one thing that you guys were able to do is turn around your strikeout rate as hitters. Uh, now the top three teams in, in all of baseball are in the American League West uh, with the Angels and Oakland A's and, of course, you guys. Uh, what helped you guys make that turnaround? Was it just personnel? Well, I think it's really our, our hitting coaches do a great job of not only wanting the guys to have the right swing to make hard contact and lift the ball in the air, but also lay off of bad pitches. And I think a lot of strikeouts come from chasing pitches that you shouldn't be chasing. You have no business chasing. And you look at you know, you look at a guy like Alvarez. I mean, he's young, and, and, and Latin players who are young and are, are rookies usually tend to chase all over the place uh, trying to hit the ball hard, and he's not. And, you know, Springer's always made good swing decisions. Uh, Bregman makes good swing decisions. Altuve uh, makes hard contact whenever he swings. So we, we've got guys that are capable of driving the ball and also not striking out, and it's important because, you know, strikeouts can really hurt you. And uh, as we see, our pitchers certainly get, get their fair share of strikeouts yeah. on the other side, and that, that helps us a lot. Do you buy into the thought that, you know, one or two hitters who are very selective, that that can have an effect on yes. other guys in the lineup? Yeah, and you see what Michael Brantley's always been one of the hardest guys to strike out, as is Alex Bregman. And when other players watch these guys uh, take pitches and take close pitches, they're more inclined to do it themselves and, and, and really make sure you get, uh, you know, the right pitch to drive hard and Brantley's one of the best examples in the game of that while you have Verlander and Cole at the top of the rotation there's no guarantees that you're going to have that next year does that give you more of a sense of urgency to go for it at the trade deadline well there's there's not too many guys like Verlander and Cole available yeah. at the trade deadline and if they are they're um, you know they cost us our whole farm system so we're certainly looking at everything Cole's having an incredible year. Verlander's having an incredible year. We know Verlander's going to be here. We're hoping that some of our guys uh, in the system do step up. But, you know, if we're looking at something at the trade deadline, it's probably more towards uh, how do we match up with the Yankees? How do we match up with the Twins? Uh, maybe the Dodgers and look at, you know, do we need another starter? Do we need another reliever? What what weapon do we need to win this year? Because we're, we're very focused on winning this year. And then We'll let the offseason figure out whether or not we try and you know bring some of the guys back that are free agents or go get someone else. Yeah, to that point, the trade deadline about three weeks away now, and I know you've said in the past that more likely something uh, in the back end of that, toward the the closer to the deadline than maybe maybe now. I'd imagine you guys have kind of identified uh, players that you're looking at, whether they be starters, relievers, or, or other players, and, and and then just putting out feelers at that point. Is that is that pretty much how it works yeah we have our, our pro scouting group did a great job they identified 30 plus uh players that that we have interest in we've already started contacting other teams we have a feel some of them are on teams that haven't really decided what they're doing yet some of yeah. them are on teams that are clearly selling so we've made contact i do think it's going to take a while to develop and there's going to be a flurry of activity towards the end because there's no waiver trade deadline this year in august so uh, things will happen, and I think a lot of teams are sort of stuck trying to figure out whether they're they're going to go for it or not, especially in the National League and the National League Central and so forth. So we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Jeff, as we watch the uh, the tragedy with the Angels organization and Tyler Skaggs passing away, I was wondering if you guys had internal conversations about how you would deal with things like that. Well, it's it's something that you really can't prepare for. I was in St. Louis when Josh Hancock passed away, and and you know I was also 
there a few years after Daryl Kyle did, and, and I know the impact it can have on the team, yeah. on the front office, on, on everybody in the fan base. And, you know, it's, it's something you don't wish on, on your worst enemy. And, um, you know, these guys are a brotherhood, and it's not just the players on his team. It's, it's players across baseball really got hit hard by that. So, um, you know, I'm crossing my fingers hoping it never happens again, but certainly something that uh, you probably have to learn by going through it. We have the Futures game today to kind of kick off All-Star Week in Cleveland. Astros have a representative, J.B. Bukowskis. There was a time when the Astros would have three and four representatives in the game. I guess that's a, a sign of, of more success at the big league level that we're not focused as much on, on getting all these prospects into the Futures game. But that's a, that's a pretty exciting event. It is. And we've had prospects that have gone, Alvarez and Tucker and others that mm -hmm. are uh, around still have gone. Uh, it's a great honor for JBB to be able to represent us there. And, uh, you know, we're, we've got we've got great players coming, so it'll be fun for people to watch them. All right. Jeff Luno, Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on, guys. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to Astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.